This episode of Stories Inside the Man Cave Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Shoal Creek Saloon, where you can have a true Louisiana culinary experience while you get a hint of old Austin as well. Be sure to tell our buddies there, Ray and Brian, that you are a listener or viewer of Stories Inside the Man Cave Podcast. I come in here, you just horn down anything. You know, it doesn't have to be Texas. So you can just horns down. Why do you think that is about Texas? I don't know. I just think it's you know the hype around them. You know, they have all the five star recruits and all you know these amazing players that they say. But you know, if you look at you know the past five years, we've beat them majority of the time. Yeah, no one likes Texas here. It's bad state. They don't have good. Uh, they don't grow any good row crop. We're a bad state. <laughs> Wow. But you know what? I absolutely enjoy and can appreciate some good old-fashioned, old-school trash talking. You don't see it a lot anymore. You don't see it a lot anymore, especially at the Division or college athletics period, um, because sports information directors and their staffs, that's their job, to control the narrative and clean it up, represent your brand well. Um, absolutely hilarious. Iowa State and Texas, second to the last game of the regular season. Both teams a lot to play for, namely Big 12 championship, a spot in the Big 12 championship game. But Iowa State talking some mad trash about the Longhorns. Let's talk about it. Here we are. Episode 320, and it's brought to you by this logo on the left-hand side of your screen. My right, your left, Honest Plumbing in AC. New name change, but still the same great company, reliable and thorough, and most of all, honest, where a handshake still means something. Hey, be sure to do me a favor. Drop a like and a subscribe to the YouTube page, and if you're not watching the YouTube page, follow and like on our Facebook page and all of our social media platforms, that is. I'm your host, obviously, Sean Clinch, uh, Stories Inside the Man Cave. Let's talk about this. Texas, Iowa State, the players, namely Jared Mufford, uh, Hufford, excuse me, Jared Hufford, pardon me, Jared Hufford, the old lineman for Iowa State, did not hold back. Intelligent guy, good old-fashioned trash talk. I have no problem with it. But... If you talk, you better back it up. But Iowa State has backed it up. Since 2015, this series is dead even. Four and four. And Texas is one and three in games played the last four games in Ames, Iowa. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be a night game. And they're supposedly going to wear black at Jack Tri Stadium up in Ames, Iowa. It's a pretty good venue. They've done a lot of work, double deck on the sides. They closed in the uh, one end zone, and it's a pretty cool a- 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 you know, atmosphere. Now, keep in mind, if you're a Texas fan, I want you to remind yourself of what happened in 2011. Um, Oklahoma State had perhaps Brandon Whedon was quarterback, Justin Blackman had a great team back then. They fell to Iowa State that night, 
who ended up the year, I think, 75 in the regular season. And Iowa State uh, pretty much knocked Oklahoma State out of contention for playing for a national championship that year. So it's tough. And Texas fans know Iowa State is tough in Ames. So essentially, with the way things were set up, this is a Big 12 playoff game at Iowa State. Now, why do Iowa State – now, let me preface this by saying <clears throat> there's an argument, there's two factions of people, media, fans, whatnot, that say they're tired of hearing teams get up more for Texas. Well, I think this proves that theory. It's not a theory. It's fact. People hate Texas, and they're gunning for them. And the same can be said for OU. And it's mainly because what Hufford said in another soundbite, they need to check their egos at the door. The supposed, quote, four- and five-star, five-star great talents that Texas brings and Oklahoma does. Well, Matt Campbell, the uh, Iowa State head coach, who's done a great job there, he was asked about why the fans get up for Texas. You just you know what you're playing against. You're playing against some of the absolute best players in college football. And like I said, I, I've got the utmost respect for Coach Sark. I think just how he goes about it, what he's done to that program, and just the elevation that he's had in a couple short years, it's been really special to watch. He is not wrong at all. Uh, Coach Sark has gone from 5-7, and seven, as we all know, uh, to eight and five last year. And now you could say Texas is competing for a national championship. There's still that outside chance. So that leads me to this. Quinn Ewers returned last week um, against TCU. And after the you know AC joint injury, he was uh, sore on Monday as expected. And so Sark was asked briefly, um, well, he gave a brief answer about how Quinn is feeling. Sark wasn't just didn't want to talk about Quinn's status, but he is playing. Yeah, I feel good about where Quinn's at. I think he's going to go play a really good football game for us. Okay, okay, that explains it. I mean, what I mean that sums it up. But it's the shortest soundbite that I've heard from Sark. But that's one thing about Sark that I really appreciate: the candidness. Um, you can sense the emotion. You can sense that the he and the Longhorns know how big of a game this is. And I don't think a, a lot of people truly get it, how big this game is, um, until you really think about what happens if, let's just say, what if Texas loses this game? Now, this is what we're talking about right here, okay? You see, Texas is, is, is in control. All Texas needs to do is win out at Iowa State and at home against Texas Tech Friday morning against uh, Texas Tech. That day after the uh, – not Friday morning, the Friday evening against Texas Tech, um, who's all of a sudden won two straight games. But I want, I want to point out something. Let's say Texas loses, OSU wins, OU wins, and, of course, Iowa State would win. And – Let's say KSU beats Kansas. They're all six and two, a five-way tie at six and two. So then you got to go to the final week of the regular season. And it's going to be first off, when you have that, you find the head-to-head -head records against every team that's in a tie. 
Well, Texas would have the head-to-head against Kansas State, and that's it. You lose that game. Then you got to worry about beating Tech and watch the scoreboard for other games just to get one of the two spots. You see how important this is? And let's say Texas wins, all right, in this same situation. Well, they would be seven and one. OSU and OU would be six and two. Iowa State would be eliminated at five and three if Texas wins. You don't have to worry about Kansas State because there's the head-to-head win that Texas has over them. Okay? But think about this. The only win that Texas would have head-to-head in that situation next week would be against nobody. OU, Texas lost. OSU, Texas didn't play. It's not on the schedule. So that forces you, Texas, into another situation where they need to beat Texas Tech. Just win out. Win, baby. That's it. Don't let any tiebreakers decide this. Real quick, we know about the sign-stealing incident uh, that's going on. Uh, Jim Harbaugh suspended three games from being on the sideline. He can coach, but he just cannot be on the sideline. His appeal was uh, dismissed, denied. But he was asked, uh, Steve Sarkeesian was asked about this, and he made a good point. This is a really stellar year in college football. There's so many great stories, but the lead has been the sign-stealing incident. There's too many great stories. There's too many great players around the country that are playing good football, too many teams that are playing good football right now for us not to be talking about those things. We're talking about sign-stealing. Like, let's just fix the problem. It's not that hard. Let's get player-to-coach communication and move forward. Player-to-coach communication, meaning the same way that the NFL does with the uh, intercom headphone system uh, within the helmet. Uh, that would eliminate all of it. And he said er- early on, and that, that's, well, I, that was an edited soundbite, but he mentions that clearly college football generates enough money. There's no doubt about that. There should be that type of communication system. Player or coach to player, period. Should be. Should be. Hey, we'll send this thing with one of our sponsors, Shoal Creek Saloon. Um, I want to show you a picture in a minute, but I, just a reminder, Shoal Creek Saloon, um, they are your home for Texas Longhorns men's basketball. And they are a host of one of the uh, booster groups of UT men's basketball as well. Uh, but Brian Howe at Shoal Creek Saloon clearly emphasized, he said, if there's a road game and you're not going to that road game for the Longhorns, be at Shoal Creek Saloon. They've got specials. And they've got the port shop during the week. It's probably the best in Austin. Uh, Shoal Creek Saloon on North Lamar, just north of downtown. But I want to show you this picture. So you probably know they're the home of the New Orleans Saints as well, Shoal Creek Saloon. This picture right here. They have the Saints helmet up on the roof. But what do you think, look closely, what do you think that Saints helmet came from? Where did they get the metal to make that Saints helmet that's on top of Shoal Creek Saloon? I just learned about this this week. What do you think that is? Look closely at the shape of certain things. It's a repurposed item. I will say 
I'll give you two hints what that was. It, what it was before, was made in Germany. Two, it came from a building on the opposite side of Lamar, but headed north in which was flooded often or flooded quite a few times uh, as well as Show Creek Saloon due to Show Creek. And it was a, a staple up until, I believe, the turn of the century. Shoot me a tweet. At Stories Man Cave, what do you think that helmet is made from? It's a lot of fun. I, I couldn't believe There's some really good stories that come out of Show Creek Saloon. It really is. So we're going to try to effort that. Uh, get some Show Creek Saloon stories because you'd be blown away by it. I'm serious. It's unreal some of the stories I learned uh, this week from Brian and Ray at the gang at Show Creek Saloon. Next week, we're going to be talking about a lot because we're, this picture is going to be a lot clearer, and we'll find out a lot about this Texas team to see if they can reverse these second-half struggles of allowing teams to rally back. And also this. Went and took it. I had to do it. Bought a couple of Texas Rangers World Series items of uh, their World Series champion gear. Love it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about a lot of things Ranger-related over the next two or three episodes. I'm sure I'll drop a few Ranger uh, one-liners or something about it. We got to prod our Houston amigos. Hey, have yourselves a great weekend and never, never, ever forget. When in doubt, just talk about it.